This is the Leadership Lessons Podcast, hosted by Pastor Daniel Williams, a podcast to encourage and equip church leaders. Brought to you by eeleaders.com. Well, we're back at it again, and I'm so glad that you joined us. If I have never met you before, my name is Daniel Williams, and this is Leadership Lessons. And we're starting to get a groove and a feel for this weekly routine, spending time together and just learning important leadership lessons that I've learned to pass on to you, but also lessons from other people that I love and I respect. And so on today's episode, we're going to talk about alignment, implementing mission and vision in your church. And I'm so excited to be speaking with a good friend of mine, Pastor. Bruce Zachary from Southern California. Uh, Bruce is the co-director of the Calvary Chapel Planning Network. He's the founder of Velo Church Leaders and still is serving as a senior pastor of Nexus. And I met Bruce as we were serving together at the Calvary Chapel Planning Network team. Uh, Just being able to invest and pour into church planners and disciple them and try to advance the kingdom of God and coach them uh, of the things that we've learned. And let me just tell you, He may not say this, but Bruce Zachary is crazy smart. Uh, He used to be an ex-lawyer before he got called to full-time pastoring, and he just has this great ability to write amazing content. You could find a lot of his stuff at velochurchleaders.org and get tons of great free eBooks that he's written. He also continually blogs on his church website um, through calvarychapel.com. And if you do a Google search, you'll find amazing content written by my friend Bruce Zachary. And he really encouraged me to think through uh, this thing of alignment as I was spending a weekend with him as he was coaching uh, another church. And I got to be a part of this process. He really gave me language to, to, to talk about and to think through, okay, I have a mission. I have a vision from God, but how do I implement it? And I remember during that weekend, a helpful tool that he recommended was a book called Simple Church by Tom Rainer. And uh, they defined uh They define alignment as this. Alignment is the arrangement of all ministries and staff around the same simple process. We want to have alignment uh, around the same simple process of where God is going and how are we going to get there. In that book, it also says alignment ensures the entire church body is moving in the same direction, in the same manner. And so as leaders, we want everyone to be under the same mission and vision and to be unified. And having a clear mission and vision statement for your life, for your family, for your church, for your ministry, for these things are very, very helpful. And so as we discussed in the last episode, vision truly comes from Jesus. And alignment has to deal with implementing that vision from God and being unified under that vision. And the beautiful thing is, is when our teams are unified under what the Lord has given us, He commands a blessing. Psalm 133 tells us, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. And so I know that you're going to be blessed by our conversation today about alignment and from the wisdom that Bruce Zachary gives. I hope that you enjoy it. All right, well, we're here with Bruce Zachary, and uh, Bruce, it's such an honor and a privilege to be able to talk to you, and today we want to talk about just mission, vision, and alignment, and so would you just give a listeners uh, just a little bit of background of uh, where you're at, where you're serving, and what God's doing in your world? 
Yeah, Daniel, uh, thank you for asking, and it's my pleasure to be with you and your listeners. Uh, my name is Bruce Zachary, and I am the founding and lead pastor at Calvary Nexus in Camarillo, California, where we church planted 21 years ago, and I'm now blessed to serve in a great and albeit large community of faith. Um, during uh, the 2011 year, I began to direct the Calvary Church Planting Network, a global church planting initiative. And I'm privileged to help in that initiative as well. I really have a heart to see church leaders grow and develop and be more effective in their kingdom calling. And so it's a pleasure to talk to you about those subjects. Yeah, so Bruce, you've, you've planted church, you've founded church, you've coached churches. And so I thought uh, I've learned a great amount of alignment and vision and mission and just thinking through that stuff from you. And so I thought I would ask you just a bunch of questions about that. Um, and the first is this, why is a, a mission statement even important for a church, for an organization, for a leader to know what their purpose is and why they're doing what they're doing? Yeah, let me start by uh, making a, a distinction between mission and vision because sometimes those terms get used interchangeably. And so for our purpose, when I talk about mission, I'm talking a, about core values of a church that don't change over the course of time. In other words, they're long-standing. They would be long-standing 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, whereas vision may change more frequently. So I think it's extremely important for churches to have a sense of their identity, a sense of what they're called to, and to be able to articulate that as a mission and something that is concise that other people can hold on to. So for Calvary Nexus in this season of our church uh, life, we have just clung for the last 20 years to a mission statement of loving God and living His Word. And in this season, for the next 10 years, we cling to this mission of being a movement of Jesus followers devoted to loving God and loving their neighbors. And so for us, it's really important to have that sense of mission as a, a compass, a true north, that if something is out of alignment with our mission, we tend to say no to it. Mm -hmm. So where, where do you come up with vision and mission? Like what makes a good mission statement? And do you just read a book about it? Do you go to the Bible? Do you pray? Like how did you, how do people and leaders come up with a mission statement, a vision statement? Yeah, I, I think there's five characteristics that may be helpful to keep in mind that, that make a good mission or vision statement. And so you want it to be clear that people are able to understand what's being said. That's the first characteristic. And because I'm a pastor, all these words will start with C. Oh, uh, beautiful. Yeah. So I want it to be clear. You want it to be concise. In other words, you're imagining something that could be printed on a post-it note, printed on a business card, something that when somebody sees your church website or some literature that you've published, you can print it there because it's concise. It'll fit and people can remember it. Um, you want it to be uh, catalytic in the sense that um, people inside of, of the church, people are already part of the group, are moved to change the status quo. So it's a catalyst, so catalytic. And then compelling, and the compelling idea is that people outside of the church or outside of the organization hear this mission. It's like, yeah, man, that really stirs my heart. I want to get involved. In it. So it compels others who are outside to move to the inside. 
And then finally, uh, and I think this really gets to the question you're asking, contextual. So every church has a context. For example, uh, what goes on with Bill Hybels at Willow Creek or what goes on with Rick Warren at Saddleback is in that context. And that might not fit the context of a Calvary Chapel, and it may fit the context. So uh, churches that have a real emphasis on Bible teaching, that is something that's near and dear to their heart. Those that care for the homeless, for foster, for adoption, Mm -hmm. all of those different contexts uh, help to form the mission statement. Yeah, that's good because uh, so often you get cute little mission statements or vision and you just want to copy the next church rather than contextualizing and being yourself to what God has called you to do. Yeah, and, and the, the problem is that you can't take on somebody's DNA. In other words, if you're looking at another church and thinking, well, we'll just do what they're doing. If it's not your DNA, that um, it's not going to be effective. What stirs your heart? I, I encourage pastors to think about uh, what keeps you up late at night, what motivates you to wake up early in the morning, what makes you laugh or dance, what makes you cry, what breaks your heart. As you contemplate the things that really stir you, that uh, you're passionate about, those things should be at the core or the essence of your mission. Yeah. No, that's great. Okay, so once you receive that vision and you're using those five C's to get clarity and catalyst and communicate, you know, there's another C. It's communication. Okay. And so you, you, as a leader, your role is to speak vision and to uh, communicate the vision that God has put on your heart, um, where you see you want people to go. And so um, what are some practical ways that you as a leader have found uh, effective to communicate vision uh, to those that are following you? Yeah, the... First rule of thumb that I would suggest for your listeners, for leaders generally, is repeat it in every medium that you can consider. In Mm. other words, you've got it communicated orally. As a leader, you're speaking it. You might put it in a program in print. You might create a brochure, a a full-color brochure to communicate it. You're going to have it on the website. You're going to have it on cards. You're going to have it in the foyer or the lobby of the church. As many different mediums artistically put it up as big posters, put it up in, in different forms, cards. Every way that you can communicate it, do so. And uh, brand things consistently. You don't want it to look like some hodgepodge patchwork quilt, but you want it to have a thematic branding so that it it looks stylistically as one whole unit in many different pieces. The Mm -hmm. second rule of thumb that I would give is to repeat it ad nauseum. In other words, when you're at the point where you've heard it so often that you're ready just to gag from repeating it, that's about the first time the audience that you're speaking to is starting to get it. And Mm -hmm. resist the idea when somebody comes up to you as a leader and says, man, I've heard this already. You've said this multiple times. And you're thinking, maybe I ought to pull back and not repeat it so much. Uh, What you're not understanding is the 90 other percent of the people who are gathered still haven't got it yet, even though somebody's complaining that they've heard it enough. Yeah. So So. would you you say, because I tell us all the time, especially with my wife, she goes, Daniel, I'm tired of you saying that. You say that all the time. And then in my mind, I think, you finally got it. 
Yeah, uh, I think that's a great example. Yeah, I think using video, using testimony to have people tell their story on a Sunday, even though that can be messy of how that mission or how that vision is impacting their life, mm-hmm. as many ways as you can communicate it, the better. Um, now, it's it's easy to sometimes start things, and like you're saying, repeating is a consistent thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, as you just keep on doing the thing that God's called you to do. But yet we've seen so many churches and even leaders drift away from the mission and the vision. Can you explain to us maybe why that happens and how that can actually hurt uh, a church um, and a leader when they go to a conference and get new vision and then they go to that conference and they all oh, do this and they do, and they're not consistent in repeating the same thing over and over again. Okay. Um, yeah. Before directly answering the question, let's now distinguish again, mission and vision. So mission long standing, you're thinking 10 to 20 years mm-hmm. uh, of a value that's not changing a vision, uh, depending on the context uh, could be a one year vision or multiple year vision. And so the more stability that church leadership has. In other words, I've been a lead pastor in my church community for over 20 years. I've got a lot of stability, a lot of tenure. The more successful you've been, the greater the degree of trust that the congregation has with leadership and the greater the influence. In other words, in a larger church, they could have a bigger scope of vision than in a smaller church. So if you imagine some behemoth church like Saddleback, if Rick Warren comes up with a 20-year vision to reach Africa, you might think, yeah, this guy might do it. Um, if you're thinking about a, a church planter who's been in Portland for six months, and he's like, yeah, we're going to reach Portland through our church. It's like, really? There's 25 of us here, bro. I'm not sure this is going to happen. So depending on, on that, those factors, you can think more long-term. And the, the further out you're thinking, the more that you have to remain steadfast mm. in terms of, of that vision to see it through uh, because you're going to lose credibility. If every year you have this new vision and there's no traction to get these things done and actually implement the vision, people lose confidence in their leaders. So you have to stay on target. And the best way, I think, to stay on target is not to get distracted by things that aren't your vision or your mission. In other words, whether you're in a small church or a large church, there's going to be constant uh, ideas that are presented to you that, Pastor, we should be doing this or we should be doing that. And if it doesn't fit in your vision, if it doesn't fit in your mission, you have to say no because all of those resources are going to be pulling you pulling you away from your vision and mission. So not literally everything, but do you say no to, but you have to evaluate everything and say, is this going to keep us from doing our mission or is this going to help us to do our mission? And if it's going to distract, I'd recommend saying no. Yeah. And so that's the process that you have to go through. And that's hard. Yeah. Because you don't want to disappoint people and you don't want them to be upset with you. And that's the problem for pastors often. Yeah. I tell our leaders all the time, you have to say no to good things so you can say yes to great things. That's great wisdom, Daniel. Yeah, and I think once you've got your vision articulated and and now you've articulated your vision and your mission, you can explain to people why you're not doing that good thing that they've suggested because it doesn't fit in our mission. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so when you know the vision from Jesus of what he's called you to do, 
that can produce steadfastness and character and faithfulness into doing that because you know there's nothing better to do than just doing the thing God's called you to do. And so, yeah. Um, there is a difference. There, there's three different gifts that you're contemplating or abilities. One is the ability to receive vision from God. In other words, that you have a sense that God inspired you as a leader and in the context of the church or, or the organization that you lead to move forward to change the status quo. The second skill that we talked about is then being able to communicate that effectively so that people understand they get it and they're motivated, it's compelling, it's catalytic. And then the third is to figure out where you want to be, where you are, and the steps to get from where you are to where you want to be. That's a different skill, that kind of strategic thinking skill. And once you figure out the steps, being able to then implement and, and go from one step to the next to the next to get to the desired destination. And that's a gift from God. It, it takes perseverance. It takes endurance. It takes a willingness to put up with some of the unintended consequences because every time you bring about change, some people are going to be resistant to it. And yeah. some people are actually going to leave the local church because it's not what they want or what they came to that local church for. And so you have to be prepared for that as some of the unintended consequences. And Jesus said, before you go build or before you go to war, count the cost. Yep. And so visionary leaders need to be prepared that 10%, 20% of the people might find themselves in another fellowship, but God will bring people to rally around this new vision and to see it come to pass. Yeah, what would you practically say... Um for us that want to get vision done. We're maybe visionary leaders and we want to, uh, we see the status quo to be changed and way out here. But ultimately the leaders have to get stuff done or it's just, they're just talking. And so uh, alignment is a big thing. If you have a vision from the Lord or you have this passion, this burden to do something, what are practical steps as a leader, as a church? How do you systemize that to make it effective? And I'll give you an example. Uh, Congratulations, you just talked through the book of Matthew. It was amazing. <laughs> what, was it 75 messages? Yes. Okay, and so you had a vision. You're like, I remember we were together and you're like, what do you think about this graphic? I'm going to teach for the next year and a half this because I feel like God's calling us to this. So we're going to actually go for the next boom, boom. And you just had this nice, you were an amazing thinker of like laying out, okay, here's the big vision, but these are the steps I need to take. Can you talk a little bit about the steps that people need to think about when, because I think we can get frustrated when we see this big vision, but we don't have those practical steps of goals to get there. And, um, and as leaders, we need, we need to get there, you know? Yeah. Um, again, I think there's a diversity of gifts and very few people that, that I deal with, and I deal with literally hundreds of pastors coaching and mentoring, very few of them have the ability to discern vision, then to communicate vision, mm -hmm. then to determine the steps, and then the ability to implement. Some have one, some have a couple, but very few have that complete package. So the first thing I would say is don't be discouraged if you don't have the complete package. The second encouragement that I would give is to find someone who has the pieces that you don't have. In other words, if you've got somebody who's a really good communicator in terms of branding this in different ways, video, print, uh, etc., through your messages, 
let that person consult you. If you have someone who's really good at figuring out the steps, let that person uh, consult in that part. Then the, the implementation part that you're talking about, I think it's really helpful once you've figured out the milestones, you've broken down this journey of a thousand steps into a thousand steps, is to lay them out and then you have to create meaningful periodic intervals to review. So depending on the person, uh, it, that could be a, a weekly evaluation or every two weeks, uh, presumably every month. It can't wait to every three months. And uh, what I would suggest to people as a thought is just to create time leadership. Uh, most of us have the idea of time management. In other words, if you've got a one-hour counseling appointment, at the end of an hour, you say to somebody, I'm sorry, our time is up. We can reschedule another time to get together. And that's just time management. Uh, time leadership, in contrast, is that idea that you schedule time in your calendar to make sure that the vision is moving forward. So let's say uh, Thursday from noon to 2 o'clock, that's the time that you're reviewing these milestones to see how are we progressing, what's slipping through the cracks, why is it slipping through the cracks, what do we need to do to move that forward. And you and your team have that regularly scheduled time and don't let anything interfere with it. That's the most important thing. So our team, uh, we meet three Tuesday mornings out of a month from 8 o'clock to 10.30 a.m. So our core pastor team, which is in our context, six pastors, we meet every uh, Tuesday, or at least three Tuesdays out of a month, with the sole purpose of focus, focusing on the macro-level vision of the church, the 30,000-foot level, and we don't let anything carve into that time. That's, that's the priority. That's great. I love that. I love that you said you, you can't do it all, so you have to have a team, and then you actually have to prioritize what you value. Because really, vision is what you value, the mission and stuff, and you need to prioritize your time to lead in that. Yeah, I've been noticing none of us is as good as all of us combined. So um, I really think most of us as lead pastors, we tend to think that we're the smartest guy in the room, um, which might be the case, uh, but yet none of us is as smart as all of us combined. So I think it's important for us as pastors to see the vision come to pass. It can't be a one-man thing. It's got to be a team. Yeah. So, You've got different like concentric circles like a target. Um, and so you've got your core leaders and that next level of leaders then going out. And, and so all of them have to be working towards that same vision. It's got to be something that the whole church is focused on, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate your time. Thanks for talking on mission and vision. And is there any last words or anything you want to say? Just encouragement to guys that are um, seeking God for vision and... Um, you know, people just following the things that God's calling them to do? Yeah, my encouragement is to seek out mentors. Uh, and it's great if you have one mentor who can mentor you in many areas, but there's nothing wrong with having multiple mentors in various areas. So you might have somebody who's great in this area of your life. You might have somebody else who can speak into your life in another area. And so the, the leadership question that I would pose to any leader is who's mentoring you and who are you mentoring and if you can create a culture in your local church where everybody who's got the title leader whether it's a prayer leader refreshments leader youth leader whatever title 
has the word leader in it, that person should be able to answer the question, I'm being mentored by X, Y, and Z, and these are the people that I'm mentoring. And if down the line those people are mentoring other people, then you've created a leadership structure that you can build upon. That would be my last thought. Simple and good. And thanks for the work you're doing for the kingdom, my friend. I appreciate you and love you. Hey, well, I appreciate you. And I thank you for being one of the mentors that I look to and learn and glean a lot from. So uh, thanks so much for just talking with me about this, this great, important topic. Well, I am so grateful to have people like Bruce Zachary in my life, and he really has encouraged me and really taught me a lot about just alignment and different leadership principles. He's really inspired me to have big vision, not just to have vision out here, but to, to make steps and systems to really get things done and, and get the ball rolling. And this is such a great and important aspect of ministry, not just to have vision, but to to actually implement that vision that God has given you. And I'm so grateful for people on our team that are gifted in administration and to be able to get these systems done. I love how God has put people together with different gifts to actually accomplish a great vision. And the next video I want to show you is someone here locally, a part of our community, our team in Delray Beach, Mitch Thompson. He serves the executive pastor over at the Avenue Church. And man, I just love this guy. I am so glad to have him a part of my life and a part of our city. And I really love all the guys over at the Avenue Church. It's great to have these two different churches come together in a local context. And we often come together for mission, for the gospel, and just loving our city well. And Mitch shares the importance of just that. Learning from others and how it actually has benefited their church. You're listening to One Piece of Advice, brought to you by eeleaders.com, a ministry to encourage and equip church leaders. Hi, my name is Mitch, and I'm from Delray Beach, Florida. I serve as executive pastor at the Avenue Church here in Delray Beach, and my one word of advice would be collaboration. If you would just collaborate with other churches in your area, one of the things we have found just from collaboration is uh, strategic framework. We have put together a strategic framework this year out of some pain points in our church. We realize that we have failed in a lot of areas of being strategic and uh, being aligned as a staff and a church. And because we've chose to collaborate with other churches, we have started this process of a strategic framework and uh, we're rolling that out now. And this strategic framework has allowed all of our staff to be aligned, to have a ministry action plan, so they all know what they're doing that aligns with what God has uniquely called our church to do to move forward. And so this has revolutionized the way that we do ministry with our city. It's uh, helped us to be incredibly strategic and aligned. And it's also now given me the opportunity to bless other churches with the uh, sharing this type of vision with them to start a strategic framework in their church and therefore do what God's uniquely called their church to do in their context in their cities. And so I would just greatly encourage all of you guys out there to collaborate, get together, think through what it is, uh, best practices, and take advice from these other churches and these other tribes that may not look like you, but that have been doing this longer and have found um, some great ways that uh, doing ministry a little differently has impacted their church and their congregations and ultimately brought about uh, a greater impact on the kingdom locally and uh, glorified God. And uh, so I thank you for the opportunity just to share this one bit of advice. And I certainly hope it helps your church 
and your cities. Well, this has been a great episode and a really fun episode for me, being able to learn from my friend Bruce Zachary and also a guy I love like Mitch Thompson and just talk about the importance of alignment. On the next episode of Leadership Lessons, I'm going to answer a common question that I get asked. What does my schedule look like? Because we have to take this big vision, align it to actually practically make personal steps and how we spend our time to get things done. And so I want to share some practical tools and tips of how to invest your time in certain things that you find are important. Because as leaders, we really need to just be wise about how we invest our time and base it off of the things that God has called us to and the priorities of our life, the things that we value. And so I really want to discuss to you about this little word called no. Being able to say no to good things so you can say yes to great things because we can't do it all. We have to cut things out. And how do you go about that process? So I'm really looking forward to being able to share my schedule with you, my calendar, and hopefully you can learn some practical wisdom and advice to be able to schedule your calendar based off the things you value. Well, it's been a fun and a great episode for me. Again, thank you so much for listening. I value your time. And until next time, I pray that you're encouraged and that you're blessed to continue to do the things God's called you to do. Thank you so much for listening to this Leadership Lessons podcast. You can watch all the episodes and get all the show notes at eeleaders.com. If this podcast was a blessing to you, I would love for you to share it with your friends on social media. You can find us on social media at EE Leaders. You can also help us spread the word by simply writing a review on iTunes or Google Play. My hope for you with this podcast is that it would encourage you and equip you to continue to serve Jesus. Because remember, there's nothing better than doing what God has called you to do.